0: Peace, brothers and sisters, from our Lord Jesus Christ in the United Methodist Church of Uniontown. I'm Vicar Derek Cabillas, and this is Exile Cast for the twentieth of May in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty. You know, it feels like so much has changed so quickly in the past week or two we are still sort of in exile from our church building and the church council is working on plans right now to figure that out how we might return to worship and the bishop is working on the timetable for what that might look like but more widely here in ohio we've started opening up some businesses folks are going back to work and for a lot of them, that is great news. I've spoken to so many people that have lost their jobs since March, and they are excited and motivated to get back to earning again, to get back just maybe even a piece of the financial security they knew before all this. And just yesterday, here in Ohio, those stay-at-home orders that had been released were changed by the governor to, quote, strong recommendations and an advisory to keep social distancing at six feet and wearing masks. I'm not really sure what that means exactly. Exactly. But what I do know is that while some folks are rightly thrilled to be going back to work, there are still some who are very scared about what all this newfound freedom might mean for their own health and safety. And I wanna talk about that in a second. But first, I wanna talk a little bit about rights, as in constitutional rights, as in inalienable rights, as in proudly declaring it's my right to do so-and-so. Rights are tough, man, especially in the church. I mean, don't get me wrong. On one hand, the idea of people having rights has been so influential, and good for our society. It is literally the idea that our entire civilization has been built upon. Rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the Bill of Rights, the civil rights. It's it's all about defending a kind of liberty that is supposed to help us wayward, fallen humans to flourish to stave off tyranny and oppression, and to create the conditions that are necessary for prosperity. And that's all good stuff. On the other hand, while the language of rights has been with us for quite some time now, it's actually pretty alien to the church. It's actually kind of a foreign concept to Christianity, and while the founding documents of the country say that rights are endowed to us by our Creator, that's not really in the Scriptures anywhere. Believe it or not, it may even be the case that sometimes the Bible says quite the opposite. Let me explain what I mean. There's this scene in Luke chapter 3 where John the Baptist, the the guy that the Bible says is the holiest person who ever lived next to Jesus Christ himself, where John the Baptist is being confronted by these crowds. And he calls them a brood of vipers, and he tells them to repent. And, And they ask how to do that. They ask what to do, and he says... Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. That word must, must share, it it, it bristles the mind of us Americans, doesn't it? I mean, after all, we worked hard for that coat, We worked hard for our food. Who is John the Baptist to come around and tell us that we have to share it? Now, if you think this is some liberal economic agenda, progressivism, that sort of thing... I hate to burst your bubble because he 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 wasn't really talking about taxes or the redistribution of wealth or social wealth or, or or anything like that. Although people make their own conclusions about how to interpret that. No, what what he was first talking about was the responsibility of the people before God to care for those who were vulnerable. A responsibility that eclipsed whatever rights they thought they had to their own coats and their own food. Likewise, there's Jesus himself. Look, when when someone slaps you in the face or punches you in the mouth, you have every right in the world to retaliate, to stand your ground, to defend yourself and hit back. But Jesus says, if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other also. Now, I know that brings up a lot of questions about the limits of self-defense and the defense of our loved ones, and if we should allow ourselves to be doormats to anyone who wants to hurt us or take our stuff and, and those are all really good questions and, and and worthy of our time and our attention and our careful interpretation of the scriptures. but for now, for our purposes here today, I think we can suffice it to say that the passage at least asks us to consider that sometimes our right to self-defense might be overshadowed by our responsibility to live differently because of what Jesus has done for us. I had a pastor friend of mine who drew my attention to a verse this week from... 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 23 and 24. And and he quoted it from the New Living Translation. Some of you guys know, I'm not a fan of the New Living Translation. But this was just so well-worded. And it really drives the point of what Paul is saying here, home. In it, Paul says, You say I am allowed to do anything. But not everything is good for you. You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but everything is not beneficial. The context of what Paul is uh, confronting the Corinthian church about is not scandalizing their friends over their eating practices. As, as you know, in Christianity, we don't really have any prohibitions on what we can eat. Unlike the Jewish people who, of course, have quite a few rules about uh the kind of stuff that they can eat and various combinations of foods and and really how animals are supposed to be slaughtered and so on and so forth in in christianity we we just don't have that, but apparently in Corinth, the church the folks in the church were being jerks about it, they were apparently throwing their freedom, their right. To eat whatever they wanted, however they wanted, in whatever form they wanted. They they just threw that right in the face of their Jewish brothers and sisters. And in this particular passage, Paul is saying, no, 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 no. Just eat whatever they give you. Don't give them a lecture. Don't show off. Don't antagonize. You may be allowed to do this thing, but not everything is good that you're allowed to do. You might be allowed to to express this freedom, but that may not be beneficial. And then he says, look, just be imitators of me. And then he says, be imitators of Christ. I bring all this up because there have been a lot of folks appealing to their right to go to the store without a mask, and their right to stand close to folks, and their right to exercise this freedom. And that's totally true. We all have those rights, especially since the health orders here in Ohio have been turned into recommendations. You can do all those things. You have that right. But know that there are some folks who are still pretty daggone scared out there. There are folks who are scared for their own health. Folks who are scared for the health of their families and loved ones. And some of those folks can't afford... To just shut themselves in their house for the next year or whatever it is. They may have a health condition or be of advanced age. And, and and so they have to go to the store. Maybe they don't have the support network that we do. So they gotta go get their groceries. They have to go to the doctor. To the pharmacy. They have to be out in what is, for them, a very scary world. And the laws in the Constitution say that we have a right to scare them. We have a right to do as we please. But, brothers and sisters, let me suggest that we also have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to imitate Christ. A responsibility to protect, if not their health, then at least their peace of mind and their conscience, we have a responsibility to show love. So this is your sheepdog barking at you. If you're out in public, as is your absolute right to do, wear a mask. Keep your distance. Put doing what's right ahead of your own personal rights. These words I offer to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.